Welcome to Attached, a platform for adding breadth and depth to everyday living. I'm Yaakov Danishevsky, and this is the conversation series focused on my book. In each episode, I invite a special guest to discuss the topic of a particular chapter and how it relates to our lives. I'm here in this conversation with Rav David Miller, who is a Rosh Yeshiva at Yeshiva University and the Rosh Kolal of the Gros Kolal in Yerushalayim, and uh, a Rebbe of mine, a very, very personal and and uh, important and very impactful Rebbe of mine. I had the opportunity, the privilege to learn in the Gros Kolal uh, for a year, and uh, I think we learned Hilchos uh, Nida. I think I learned Hilchos Nida that year together with Rebbe. Um, and uh, really has been uh, one of one of the highlights uh, of of my life. We were just uh, talking about. So we're going to be discussing today the last chapter, actually, of section one of the book, part one of the book. And this chapter is called "Is God Too Perfect?" And the the basic idea, just to quickly summarize. Uh, of this chapter is to talk about what I look at as, or other people have talked about as the difference between the God of the philosophers and the God of the Torah. And the difference being essentially that the God of philosophy is a, is a being who is removed, who is transcendent uh, in a sense that is, there's a uh, a, a distance that is insurmountable, um, and and it is a god that is completely unknowable, etc. Uh, the god of the Torah affirms all of those things, as I understand it. Uh, the way that Yiddishkeit and Judaism and our tradition understands it is that all those things are true, but then yet somehow there is this miraculous leap that takes place in which that unknowable transcendent being decides to reveal himself. And in that revelation, uh, through acts in this world and through Torah and through interaction with mankind, that God chooses to become imminent, chooses to become knowable in some way, shape, or form, chooses to become uh, to 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 enter into relationship uh, with humans, and and the idea and the importance of this in the context of everything that the the that that, that Judaism really is about is about that relationship uh, with Hashem. So, Rebbe, I'm very curious to hear uh, what your reflections are on this. And I had asked Rebbe to, to choose a chapter. Um, and this is one that Rebbe chose. I'm curious to hear why. Um, I chose the chapter because I think that it, it comes to the core of what it means to um, to be a Jew, uh, to be a Tzalem Elohim, um, that we speak about man being created in the in the image of God. And yet, when you speak about the gods or the philosophers, how can possibly man, who is so finite and so dependent, uh, be in any way interconnected with God, have a relationship uh, with God, and certainly how could he, how can he reflect God in in his in his essence? Um, it's very interesting that in in the in your book in general and in the chapter you uh, we we know that within Judaism we have a more Hasidic approach to uh, uh, to to viewing man, and we have a more um, litvisha approach, a more a more um, objective if you want to uh, uh, approach uh, with, with that we use tremendously in learning and um, you use the Baal Shem Tov as your um, as the mentor uh, in terms of Hasidut and in terms of the literature approach you you generally quote Rav Soloveitchik um, who is the 20th century as opposed to the Baal Shem Tov from the from the 18th century 
Um, but, but there was a contemporary of the early Hasidim, um, uh, namely Reb Chaim Velazhen, um, who I think can serve as the transition and, and who brought me into, into this realm of, of, uh, of your chapter. Uh, the Reb Chaim Velazhen, uh, lived at the time that the Hasidim were making tremendous inroads in, into the Jewish people. And his Rebbe, the Gra, uh, was also very much a, a Mekubal, a Kabbalist, uh, had a sense of the spiritual, um, mystical aspects of Judaism. And he wrote a, a, a small book, uh, four, four uh, sections to the book, one of which he talks about man, the Tzalem Elohim, two of which he speaks about God, and the fourth one he speaks about Torah, uh, namely Kutshebrichu, Oraita, the Israel Chadhu. And, and he basically points out that, 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 that mysticism is a part of Judaism, whether you're a chassid or whether you're a mitnaged. And he gives the, the basis of, of, of what, what are the, um, the principles of, of, of an approach uh, that, that looks underneath um, looks into into the core of everything, and and in that approach, um, I perhaps would have written the book uh, in a different order. Although I certainly appreciate the way he wrote it, he begins with man, uh, which is of course curious. But but when he gets to God in 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 the second chapter, that that's where he really speaks about the, the content of of your of your section. He asks, what does it mean to to make a make a bracha? What does it mean to pray to God? And he points out that in all of brachot, in all of our blessings, we switch person in the middle of the bracha. We, we start with ata, we speak in second person, and then we move over, asher kiddushanu we move over to third person. That every bracha basically relates to God on two planes. It relates to him as a you, and it relates to him as, 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 as that which we sort of an I thou, the, the, the you, and, 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 then, and then there is the objective God who is beyond speech, who is beyond description, etc., et the imminent and the transcendent, and, and, and that our relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu always takes into account both of these aspects simultaneously. Um, I don't know if we would phrase it a paradox because it's the core, core of God, um, and, and so how can it be a paradox if, if, if that's where everything begins? But, but basically uh, what Reb Chaim Velazhen explains is that is that Kosh Baruch when his essence is transcendent, but when he decided to create uh, man and then to create all of the existence, all, all of the universes, all, all, all of the different frameworks, um, uh, via the tzimtzumim, via, via his downgrading of his own kedusha to allow uh, for for man's creation. In order to to do that, he had to take uh, he ha he had to create a relationship. He he ha he had to create an imminence about him that that we that we would be able to relate to, and and he did it. I think you know. I think that you uh, hit the core where you spoke about an interdependency. Uh, namely, he did it by 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 creating a, a world uh, in which everything is dependent upon him, but simultaneously he is the he with a capital H is dependent upon man. Um, the 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 I think that something can be called true if if we find it the the, 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 the same the same thought and even the, the same 
the same simile or, or the, the, the same metaphor, both in Chasidut and in Hitnagdut. And, and uh, the Pasuk that we find, Hashem Tzilcha al Yad Yeminecha, the Kareshbarachu um, speaks of himself as being our shadow, is spoken of both by the Baal Shem Tov and by Reb Chaim Pogashen, in the same concept, namely that Akash Baruch Hu made himself tied to man. He, 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 he created man as, as a senior partner, that man, man, man is, is not just uh, an individual who reacts, but, but, but man, man, man is leading, um, and, and God is like our shadow. Um, I, I know that I'm, I, I would, I'm giving away my age if I say that when I grew up, there was an actor actually a dancer named Fred Astaire, and he had a partner named Ginger Rogers. And, and one of his famous dances was um, Me and My Shadow, in, in, in which uh, he and Ginger Rogers played that one of them was the leader and the other one had to be the shadow and, and had no, no option but to follow the lead of, 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 the, uh, of, of the source of the shadow. Um, and 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 in that respect, to speak about the the greatness of God in terms of His imminence, and not just He created a relationship, but He created a relationship where He is dependent upon us to um, fulfill His will um, of 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 creating perfection. Namely, He created something that's imperfect that only we can perfect it. There, there is no greater. Um, uh, gift, I, I think, of 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 meaning uh, that God could have given to man, um, other than basically putting all of existence in man's hands. That that God is saying, "I am tied to you. Um, I am your shadow. I cannot go beyond what you kibiyachal allow me to do." And and so to end the, your first section on this note, um, it, it very much resonated. Uh, with me in in terms of my, um, my 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 viewing that particular section that shahr that gateway of key to to our existence to uh, you know it's anything that we do be it both on a on a on the plane of ben adam ramakom ben adam lachavero. Um, in, in the interpersonal relationship with God, or the interpersonal relationship um, with, uh, with with man, um, it it all comes back to the fact that this is our tzelem elokim. This is what God built into us in terms of our souls. It's incredibly powerful to like actually stop and think about that. I at least I think right. Even though this is we're 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 reflecting on on a on a chapter, I guess that that I wrote and yet I'm listening and thinking about it again and I'm being struck by it uh, to, to actually stop and think that Hashem chose to have a dependency an interdependency, at least on some level upon us to make us senior partner, as Rebbe had said, is that something we should be trying to, to think about more? Is that, is that part of the, I guess the the consciousness or the awareness, like is there is there an, a space a place within our avodas Hashem that we should be thinking about that in particular, like with a specific focus? Um, I I think that to a large degree, um, it it 
it gives meaning, uh, uh, an additional level of meaning uh, to all of our, to, I guess we'll call it to our, our mitzvot, to, um, to every, everything that, 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 that we are doing, um, that, that Akash Baruch Hu is in, has empowered us um, to, um, to be in charge of, of, of all that he created. He created everything in order to be able uh, to um, uh, to give to give us good, give us pleasure, give us mm-hmm. a spirit a, spir- a spiritual fullness. Um, but it, it's it's something that we have to earn, and and the earning I think uh, can have a, a deeper meaning if we if we're more aware of um, of our role. Um, not just the question of following a rule book, um, but but that Akash Baruch Hu is 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 handing over to us the keys uh, to 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 all of of existence. Um, to me, that that's something which is awesome. Um, right. In other words, I, I I couldn't even if I were to give my son uh, the keys to the car. You <laughs> um, know, or it's uh, I would I would limit it in, in all sorts of ways and, and point out that at some point I may take them back. Um, but uh, but here at Kaddish Baruch Hu gave, gave us the keys knowing, knowing that we can fail and and, know, and knowing um, also and giving us the ability to rebuild ourselves, uh, to do tshuva, to, um, to restart, to and, and, and just having that patience um, with us throughout these um, these six thousand years, um, in, in in which one 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 can see a a, a, a certain curve and, and and a certain movement, and I think that we're very privileged to live in in a world in which in which you can write such a book, uh, to be honest with you, and and and, and in in which the book can resonate with with so many people um, who read it because because the the. The angst, the, the the spirituality, is is in the air, um, in in our era. Um, namely, it's something that 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 I think um, that uh, we're capable at this point in human history of being able um, to look at where we've come from, to look at where we still have to get to, um, but, but to realize that we're we're on a journey um, in in which we are we're the we're the drivers. Um, I think that that's something which is very, very, at least personally, is very meaningful. Yeah. Is is this a is this a, a message or a focal point that, uh, as let's say for myself, having young children, is this is this a piece of the chinuch and of the way that we we raise um, our children to kind of give over this piece of of you know we we talk about Hashem being in control of everything, and we talk about Amuna and that and that Hashem is. I, I think that there is from an early from an early age, there's the the understanding of 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 Hashem as this you know all powerful um, to whatever degree you know the child understands that. But but this piece about Hashem's choosing to to hand us the keys to actually be dependent on us should that also be part of what we give over? Um, I think that one can give over again. Everything is dependent upon the maturity of the child. I, I think that this is certainly. Um, that which comes along with that, you know, words that one has to be on a certain level of maturity to be able to use it properly. Otherwise, otherwise, <laughs> you know, it's, it can be misused. But for but certainly, uh, the fact that God is imminent, um, that should be 
very, very much part of our chinuch, that, that children um, should feel that they can connect to God, that God, God is hugging them, um, as, and, and they can hug God, and that God is talking to them, and, and, and they can talk to him. Namely, that the, the, the imminence, that, that yes, in terms of to what degree, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know necessarily um, that a small child um, needs uh, to feel uh, the burden of of all of ex of all of existence on his shoulders, um, the, that his act is going to make or break. You know, like the Rambam speaks about, that every person should view himself, and so everything is in balance. And the one act that he's going to do is going to keep things moving. I think that's a little too much for for a child. Um, sometimes a kaddish baruch we know, you know, in in the Holocaust, children had to mature quickly, and 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 that they had to um, make decisions. Um, that that were life were life saving or unfortunately uh, in the other direction, uh, but 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 that, that's not for a child. I humble humbly humbly, that that's not for us to put the child into. I think that the child should be happy. That the child the, and the happiness of the child is feeling that along with his parents or even more than his parents, he has an he has avinu shabashamayim. And 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 an ima b'ashamayim b'shchina who is nurturing and 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 holding his hand and and clapping when he, when he when he succeeds and giving him encouragement uh, when he's challenged uh, that that all I think is very very important in ter in terms of the what's un what what underlies it all you know words that that we're at seven elokim I would. I would hold off, I think, until the child is mature enough to be able to view that as a privilege, not just as a burden. Yeah. When Rebbe mentioned before the the uh, shift in maybe in a sense in like the the culture uh, or or what's in the air, uh, uh, you know, in our times maybe versus not so long ago even, uh, and becoming more spiritual, or it's a time where you know something like the book that we're discussing, you know, can resonate with people. It reminds me of a story that I think I heard Rebbe say a number of years ago about when you went to uh, Boston to be with uh, Rav Salvechik on Yom Kippur, and getting back and the questions that were asked that you were asked back then. Can I can I can I ask you to say that story again? If I I don't know if I've always misquoted it or maybe I got it accurately. <laughs> um, it's the, when I was in the Rav Shear, he always used to speak about the fact that he feels. That he felt at the time, uh, um, that he felt at the time that he had succeeded in transferring the intellectual, um, uh, the the intellectual understanding, uh, the conceptual understanding of learning that he had received from his father and from his grandfather to the American um, um, modern Orthodox community, but the the. The emotions, the feelings that that he felt um, when when he saw his grandfather davening, or when his father learned with him the avoda on the night of Yom Kippur, that that he felt he was not able to transfer over that that the that 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 he had he had transferred the mind, but not not the heart. And so um, Rabbi Ganak and I, who were at that time chavrusis in the Rav Shir, I decided we went to the Rav and asked, could we spend Yom Kippur with him? Um, and, and to be able to maybe we'd be able to um, to experience um, somewhat of, of of the 
of 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 that which he had received in in uh, in in a in a in, in as 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 part of his upbringing. Maybe we'd be able to to link into it, and uh, he 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 uh, he allowed us to come, um, and uh, he sat us next to him. Um, he insisted that even though we were both Balkram at the time, that we wear talitot, that we wear a talus, because Yom Kippur is a day of Yudgimel Midos, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants Yudgimel Midos, as you recall, the Gemara speaks about, to be said by Yishliyach Tzibur, who is Ma'utar Betalit, and, uh, and he felt that, that that should be part of our garb um, at the time. And um, we... We we spent Yom Kippur on the two sitting by him on his two sides, standing next to him on his two sides, um, but uh, there, the either let's just assume that we were not mature enough uh, to be able to um, to serve as the to be the recipients of of what of what we were hoping uh, that that he would he would try to give us, namely that. Um, I, I must say, I, I spent Yom Kippur in different settings. Uh, one of the settings that I was in Yom Kippur when I was in the yeshiva was davening in the base medrash of the yeshiva in Yom Kippur next to uh, Rav Aaron Lutenstein, Zatzal. And watching him daven, um, that, that to me was, was a more spiritual experience um, than being in, in Boston with the Rav. And na namely that um, it's I, I guess that the, the spirit spirituality is something that has to. It's, it's not something that can be taught. It, it, it's not something that that necessarily um, one, 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 one can can just link into from from wanting it. I, I think that there has to be so, something deeper, and um, and and I think that you know the the, the greatness of the rav was also, if you want to, his imminence also had a certain transcendent aspect to it. He was, <laughs> I think, just be a, a bit beyond us. Um, while Rav Uchtenstein, we, we, we were more able to link into his, to his imminence. Um, and uh, so e even though certainly in terms of eloquence, uh, the Rav was, was an, a master orator and, and, and his words were able to move us, but in terms of of the of of the more personal um, more personal relationship that we that we were looking for, uh, he he was he was just beyond you know it's, we we were just too young at the time maybe it's a question of age, question of of emotional maturity, spiritual maturity. I don't know. <laughs> um, we we were looking for it, but we weren't able to link into it. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about this coming into the conversation now, but as we're talking about spirituality, it's reminding me that when I, not when I was in Gross, but when I was uh, on NCSY Kolel uh, a few years later and uh, had my son's upshare and I had come, I brought him to Rebbe in Harnof. And uh, I remember at the time you had just gotten back from a trip to the Far East, I believe. <laughs> Would Rebbe uh, be able to share with us a little bit about that trip? When when my wife and I um, got engaged, uh, she said that if at some point in in our marital life we would be able 
to do two things she would appreciate it very much. One was that she wanted to go on a safari, um, that she wanted to see nature um, as the Kirsch Baruch who wanted nature, uh, not in a zoo, um, but in its natural environment. And uh, she wanted to go to the Far East um, to see a different form of human interaction, different society, totally different culture. Um, so Akash Baruch Hu enabled us at a certain point when all of our children got married uh, to, to do both. We, we, we went to South Africa, uh, to Kruger National Park uh, on, on a safari. I must say, Magadu Masecha Hashem, that, that one, one sees how without man interve intervening, Akash Baruch Hu can create systems um, in, in which there is tremendous power and strength and interaction and everything works. <laughs> everything wor worked. You know, Baruch Hu simply created that everything should interact in the ideal manner. It's really amazing. Um, but and then I asked her if it's okay. I know that she wanted to go to, to China. Is it okay if we go to India? So she said, "Why do you want? Is that far enough east?" So I said, "I, I always wondered why Israelis, after the army, when they go on a trek." Um, Many of them go to South South America, but many still go to India, to the gateway, the Himalayas, to Darhamsala, Rikishesh, et cetera. And, and they become from, um, something happens to them in India. And I'd like to uh, try and understand what, what, what happens to them. Like, why? Why, why would they become from in India? Um, so my wife said, I can't promise you that that's going to, you know, be what I was looking for, but I'm willing to go with you. So <laughs> we found the Chabadnik who, who set us up in Bate Chabad in, in, in that area. And as we said, we flew into Mumbai and uh, via New Delhi. Then we went north uh, to, to the area close to where India um, hits into Tibet and China, the Himalayas. And that's where the Israelis are. That's, that's, where, that, that's where the Bate Chabad are. And we simply sat and talked to um, to many Israelis who were uh, coming from a totally secular background, or who had been turned off off the off the derech, and were and were finding their way back. And it to it to, to me was um, was was uh, very very insightful. Um, in terms of the the fact that I could see really that there were three things that were combining um one was the the awesomeness of of Kosh Baruch Hu's world in, in that area of uh, of the globe um where a mountain is is a mountain and, and a valley is a valley and, and a raging river is a raging river and 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 you you feel puny you just you, you just feel very 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 tiny and and uh, the second aspect um, was this, was the Chabadniks who who were there, who were just totally, totally, totally non-judgmental, and but giving, ju just ju just providing everything for 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 individuals because because we're we're all brothers, and 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 they felt a tremendous love uh, com coming from from these from these fellow Jews that was very powerful, but there was also a spirituality that that was in the air, um, that, namely that as you wherever you were, where you know you sort of um, you looked and you said, "I want to take a picture of this," and then you saw that there was a temple 
uh, or there was an asherah, or or, or there or there was um, so, something you know that that someone had felt spiritually moved at that in that place and, and created um, a, uh, a a reminder, a monument, uh, something that was there to uh, that he'd be able to communicate with God, um, and and uh, that spirituality that I saw there. I only found in one other place in the world, although Rav Moshe Weinberger told me there's a third place. Um, the place that I found it was in Tzfat, um, that when you walk in the in the alleyways of Tzfat, you can feel something. You you feel a spirituality. And my wife and I, the year after we were in India, we were up in Tzfat, and, and I told her, and we, we went into, into a restaurant, and, and there was an individual there sitting with a group of um, of. Uh, clearly non-religious uh, Jews teaching them. And, and I said, just just like in India. And when we were in India, it was just like in Tzfat. Um, so when I spoke to Moshe Weinberger, he said, that's what one feels also um, by the kever of Rav Nachman um, in uh, that, that I, I have, I, you know, it's, I always feel that if I want to go to a kever, I have Rav Shum by Yochai. Like, why in the world would, you know, should I go off to Eastern Europe? Um, but but he said that that also is is a, is a feeling. Nor is that Kashmir sort of uh, every every everywhere one can feel spirituality, but there are some places where it's some somewhat more um, embedded. Um, why <laughs> the fact that it's in that spot Barur um, that you know where it's that post korban um, uh, that, uh, that 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 that's where that that that's where if you want to, the Shekhinah is waiting in, in, in Galut, in, in, in Tzfat, to return to Yerushalayim. Um, uh, that, uh, that that's something which which is, it's very, I think it's very, very special. One can understand, you know, the, the Aris being there and, and all the Tamidim of the Ari, etc. Um, but um, but why, why in India, of all places? And so my only understanding um, is that Moshe is I'm sorry, Avram Avinu, we know had been Hapilakshim, and he he sent them off <laughs> Kedma. And uh, when we were in Sfat, we we you know I had a, a compass, of course, to know where uh, to daven towards Yerushalayim, and it was due west, namely that that and when we were in I'm sorry in 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 in, uh, in India that you know we were due east of uh, of Yerushalayim that. The, so maybe they Avram Avinu sent sent this the spirituality uh, via the Bnei Habihilakshim to to India. I asked Rav Moshe Weinberger like why you know it's in terms of Eastern Europe. So he said that there are a tremendous number of kedoshim who were buried um, in, in that area, and that's why Rav Nachman wanted to be buried there. And and we know that uh, the the spiritual level of people who were martyred there is no. Um, parallel, and so these are the three areas that I have found that uh, at least two of them I've seen. Um, the third, third one I'm taking, I'm taking by Eidechad Neman Bisurim. I'm taking from from uh, from Rav Moshe uh, that that is true um, as well. Bringing this full circle to the beginning of the conversation we were having, is this what we refer to when we talk about Hashem's imminence? Is would Rebbe say that that this is this is that this is the sense of that of that imminence of Hashem being present in this world? Are those experiences 
in those three places or 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 anywhere you know when when a person feels that that spiritual sense i think that again the, you know as we speak about ashan uh, about uh, the three um uh what three points of of interconnection um between god and man or three three aspects of existence of olam and uh, and shana and nefesh uh, so in the world of olam uh, i think that that one that the imminence of god clearly was meant to be found in eretz israel and it was meant to be focused in the mikdash um and just simply because we're in golos currently so you know we have to find um alternatives uh uh, for the time being, temporarily, um, but um, I think in, ter in terms of the concept of olam, in terms of the world of time, um, then, um, then, 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 then certainly um, one can. Uh, I'm sorry. In terms of in terms of shana, in, 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 in terms of the world of time, um, certainly on Shabbos one can sense Hakadosh Baruch Hu's imminence. On, on Yom Kippur, the concept of Lifnei Hashem, Sukkis, um, you know, it's the, one can certainly feel the the the, the hug of the Shechina, Simchas Torah. Um, what one, one can certainly be able to rise Shavuos. I mean, you know, it's the, the, that the, the Jewish calendar um, is made of these peaks um, of imminence that that one one can link into. If one is open to link into them, you know, it's 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 not something which is automatic. It's something that a person has to has to have that openness. And then the fact that we have a neshama, uh, that we have a nefesh, means that even when we're not at that particular point geographically, or even if we're not in that particular point in terms of the calendar, but we always have the ability um, to to feel a kaddish baruch Hu within us. Um, I think it's very, very important that we feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that we can feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu within us without needing necessarily any external um, um, booster shot, uh, that, that we can feel it all the time. And I think that, I think that also, if I'm not mistaken, you, you, you wrote in your book uh, that one can certainly see this in a fellow human being, um, that to view him as a Tzelem Elohim, I saw a very beautiful parish in the Zohar that it speaks about in the parsha uh, when Miriam um, unfortunately did not recognize the uniqueness of her brother of Moshe Rabbeinu Kashbaruch who gave Moser and says he's an individual Tumunat Hashem Yavit um, and so in the Zohar it explains what's Tumunat Hashem Yavit he could look at a person and see God in that person mm -hmm. he sees where that person is is holding in terms of that person's relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. That that's something you know. Again, that I I think that if a person who is spiritually sensitive. Uh, when I grew up, I was when I came to Eretz Yisrael, I was told there was someone Meir Sharm who was able to look at a pot and tell you if it had been nitbal, if it had been immersed in a mikveh or not, whether it was tamay or tahar. Um, I I always felt that okay. I mean, to look at a pot that's one thing, but to look at a human being, and uh, and to be able to see where he's holding. In terms of his spirituality, that that's that's something that I think that um, that we should be able to, to strive um, to be able to um, to see the the essence of the shkin in every other individual.
if a person doesn't naturally feel these, these this imminence, this spiritual feeling and sense, but they want to, and like Rebbe said, it's not automatic, but it's also not something you can just do. How, how does a person start? Come to Eretz Yisrael, go to the coast. <laughs> I don't mean it's, I, I mean, it's very serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then from the coast, he'll follow through to Tzfat. I don't think he has to go to India. Um, I think that he could find it within Eretz Yisrael. Go to Meiron, to Rishimon. In other words, uh, but I think also that it's Asei Lecharav, um, that... Uh, and it was, I think that th this is this is part of where where everyone is. Not not everyone has the opportunity sometimes to um, to just get stuck with you know doing what he's doing and and just you know find trying to find this spiritually. But I would hope that when we speak about a, a husband and a wife being spiritual partners, um, they would help one another. Um, to be able to to go on this journey, I think that that that's probably the first. Uh, the it, it would be if 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 one could find it there, then 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 it would permeate one's life and permeate one's home, um, and that would that would certainly be an ideal place uh, to start if if the relationship allows for it. Um, but also, I think that um, you you have found uh, individuals. That you view as having helped you to grow, uh, having helped you to look into yourself. That's the Asay Lacharav. And also, you write about within the book about experiences that you had with friends who were real friends and, 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 and they were there when you needed them. So, I don't think it necessarily um, has to be that, that there is a particular journey, but I think that Chazal gave us, gave, gave us the tools by saying, Asay Lacharav, and speaking about Eretz Yisrael, even uh, post churban as uh, still um, uh, that kitchel ashaita, the kitchel asid lavo, and um, and that there are very very special individuals um, that, that that I think that that, uh, that 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 can hand pass over that that feeling. I, I had wonderful. My father Zecher Tzadik of Rachel was a very very special person. Rabbi Kunstein. Uh, was a very very special person. The Rav was a very special person. I had wonderful wonderful rebbeim um, who each of them, in his own way, um, if 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 they weren't able to give me the spiritual boost that that I needed, but they were able to point out that it's there, where, where you know, like that I should search for it, that it's something that's attainable. That it's uh, it's something that that a per, a person should view as giving his life meaning, um, in terms of being able to feel that he ha he can relate to what we call olam haba even in olam haza. Thank you so much for making this time to speak with me. It's really uh, such such as chus and a pleasure. Looking forward to Hashem, a, a more personal encounter other than Zoom. And Mir uh, Tzashem, that you should continue your Avodas HaKodesh. Chazak Vemat. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please follow us on WhatsApp, YouTube, or Instagram. All our podcast series can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out with questions, comments, or suggestions, or to be added to our WhatsApp groups. 
You can reach us through email using yakov, Y-A-K-O-V, dot attached at gmail.com or on WhatsApp at 773-888-2413.